great into it. Big, big pogs. Big brain play. We were talking about pogs. I have a bunch of pogs. Well, Amanda has a bunch of pogs, but they're mine now because we're married. So nice. I have a bunch of pogs. He has a bunch of pogs, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Welcome got to the podcast. Welcome. I got a lot of slammers too. A lot of slammers. So we are, what were we calling it? We're the back Hawaii from our, the Hawaiiatus. Yes. Yeah, the Hawaiiatus is over. We're going to drop this slammer of a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this pog podcast. <laughs> you beat me to it. This, this podcast is not about pogs. No, we're not. We're not I don't, does anyone ever know how to play pogs or did we just like throw the slammers at stacks of the cardboard discs? I, I never had pogs actually. Really? Never had them. I so had friends who had cousin, pogs. cousin, who Frank knows, yes. he lived next door. He had the like... The, it was in a board game box. It was like a play field for it. And much like Pokemon cards, I remember being interested in it, but having no damn idea how it worked. Yeah, I had no like idea how it worked. Like, set it up in stacks. And then you, I like, don't know. slam it. I don't know. There was a, All I remember was the slammer and people. I remember in my school, people would throw them at each other. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. And that then the like shredders right. came. <laughs> Is that the ones with the, the little, like, the, the saw blades? They're basically yeah. little ninja stars. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Perfect for children. But we've had a month break, so you didn't have to listen to us for an entire month. I'm sure you're very happy about this. Yeah. Thank you for your contributions. <laughs> yes, thank you for the contributions to the Patreon to get us to go away for one month, but now we're back. Because now you're paying. not giving us any money anymore. <laughs> it's time to go back to the fundraising. So... We're getting to an episode that Alex brought up, which is mini games. Mini games. In games. I, I love mini games. And it's it's a nice little diversion from like the normal gameplay, depending on the game. I mean, sometimes it, it hurts the flow, but I just I love the concept of mini games. Just like yeah. something nested inside of another, you know, broader game. And what actually made me think of it was uh, the hacking mini game from the original Bioshock where you had to like move the liquid through the pipes and you had to move the pipes around so that it could get from one end to the other. And when I was when I was playing it like way back in the day when BioShock first came out, it reminded me of like an old Windows game called Pipe Dream. And I I loved Pipe Dream and that was what what started this whole process in my head and I started thinking about other mini games like the like the the hacking mini game in Fallout where you have to like pick the password. Would you consider like the like Picking locks in like Elder Scrolls oh, yeah, minigame. Yeah. I consider that a minigame. 100%. Um, the first one that came to my mind when I think of a minigame is Triple Triad. Oh, like that's man. the first thing I think of is Triple Triad for Final Fantasy VIII. Like the card game and it's sort of convoluted. Yeah. Like there's the four numbers on the card and you have to basically try to have more. There's the, what is it, nine spaces? Or is there's it, nine spaces on yeah, the board. There's nine spaces on the board. And you have to have more cards flipped for your team by the end, and then you'll win the game. And then you get to take one card from their deck, I guess. And if you lose, they take one from you. The rules can be different based on the region. That's true. Because sometimes you take the cards you captured in-game. Whatever the colors are at the end, those are the cards you get. Sometimes it's pick one. Sometimes it's take all. You better not bring them shitty rules to my country. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you do, you're ruining my save file. But well, that's the first one I think of. But there's there's a lot of like those those role playing games that have like card games built into them. You have uh, what's the name of the, the game in The Witcher? Gwent. Gwent. You have Pazak from Knights of the Old Republic. Yep. There's um, 
I think Final Fantasy VIII also had like Blitzball. No, Final that? Fantasy X had Blitzball. X had Blitzball. Yeah, Final Fantasy IX also had a card game, yes. which if you've played that, triple try it ain't convoluted compared no, to that. No, not at all. Because this you one's got, like, just the got little arrows. You got on people it? in the game like, oh yeah, those numbers mean something. Nobody knows what it is. <laughs> like, thanks. Very helpful. <laughs> this has been great. I appreciate this. <laughs> but there's, I, I find like the card games were the easiest for them to implement. Yeah, and like I mean, nice they're adding one. I, I have to do it. They're adding one to Shovel Knight with King of Cards. Well, yeah, that oh, makes yeah. sense. He's so, the King of Cards. I have to, but I have to bring up Shovel Knight. Yeah, obviously. Mm-hmm. We have to. Stop even, the podcast. Go play Shovel go Knight. Go play Shovel Knight. Come back. <laughs> but even Shovel Knight had like what could loosely be called mini games with like the side levels where you had to use your specific items. Uh, it was like Knuckler's Quarry and uh, there was one where you needed the, the Yeah, you dagger. have to use the different abilities. You have to use different abilities and it's, you can it balance presents a different the, challenge. the jar with Mona. Yeah, yeah, you can balance the jar with Mona. Um, there, there's a lot of that stuff. Yeah. And, and I find that to be like, uh, like sometimes the most interesting part of games is the little diversions they give you inside the game. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like it adds a lot to, like, the replayability and just the immersion. Because it's like, you know, these people, they're not just going around and, you know, doing just NPC things. There's people, like, playing games to try to distract themselves from real life. And yeah. I, I find that to be a little bit, uh, a little bit immersive. It helps to, to put you into the world. It's a little more active than just, like, selecting use lockpick or, like, passing a skill check. Yeah, I yeah. agree. When it's something that uh, that you actually, you know, are actively involved in. And this is this is one that's kind of universally panned, but it's it does make sense in terms of this conversation. And that's the, the, the conversation minigame in Oblivion. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. <laughs> Where you had to, like, move, the, like, the wheel moves, and you had to pick the right response yep. to get them to like you the most, and... I Once feel like you we get it, it's a neat game, but like in in terms of the immersion, it makes no it sense. It makes no like you're, sense. You're just gonna like turn a wheel and like read dumb facial gestures. Yeah. <laughs> like, how would you feel if I said this? Well, what about this? Okay, well, imagine I said the first thing. <laughs> the first thing I said is what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sir. In this order: joke, insult, and then the other two. I forget is it what like they are. Brag and like flattery or something. I think so. Something like that. It's been a long time yeah. since I've played Oblivion. It's been an even longer time since I've done that minigame. Because <laughs> I'm just like, you don't like me? Okay, I don't care. I'll just what, deal with it. What's the minigame you would say you played the most? The minigame I played the most? Oh, that's easy. That's uh, the Blackjack in Fallout New Vegas. Okay. Oh, man, you got to play it until you use up all, like, all the tokens and they don't let you play anymore. They don't let you play anymore. Yeah. I did it in all of the casinos and I couldn't play anymore. It's totally realistic. <laughs> Get the thing hell in, out of uh, our town. Red Dead Redemption. I played the blackjack in Red Dead Redemption. Oh, yeah. And I cheated in every game. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think that's actually really cool. I like that they slip poker into the cowboy game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For, like, I, it's weird, but the, I think the one I've played the most is actually Journey of the Prairie King and in Stardew Valley. That's, you that's went, a good one. You a ham on that one. I go crazy. Like, every time I play Stardew, like, as soon as I get in, it's like day one. All right, let's go play Journey of the Prairie King. The game within the game. Every time, because I, I need to get the cabinet for my house so then I can play it at home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, at that point, wouldn't you, like, you play it until you get sick of it, and then you get the cabinet, and you're like, whatever. Yeah. I, <laughs> oh, boy. I'm... I'm bored with it now. Maybe I should uh, plant some shit. 
Yeah, maybe maybe I should do what this game is intended to do and yeah. like plant crops and talk to people and like build nah. up the community center. Nah. nah. So does time in the game pass in like regular real time as you're playing? No. No. The time oh. stops in the game if you're playing it, but if you play in multiplayer, the time will keep going. I think it should keep going if you get to whatever the cutoff is. Your guy just passes out at the machine. Well, that's the best part is if you're playing it on multiplayer with other people, They'll all go to bed, but you're still playing the game, so they can't do anything. They can't. <laughs> the next day won't start because you're playing the game. And I think initially when it came out, you would stop playing the game. You'd basically instantly pass out as soon as you stopped. And I think it made them pass out too. Oh no! So it, it ruined everybody's day. Oh no! That's amazing. Now, wouldn't it be great if real life worked like that, where you could be like? Playing a video game and time didn't move. That would be pretty- that would be great. I was just thinking with that, maybe you could find another game within Prairie King, and based on the movie Inception, that would give you a lot of time. To I would give you a lot games. of time. That would be a lot. That would, time would actually start moving backwards. I would think you would you would you'd stop be younger. playing the game yesterday. Yeah, you'd be younger when it's over. Yeah, but if you go not- too deep, you get into that early access like like water on the shore yeah. world. And there's just no content. No. Yeah, not very that. fun. It's Zero just, out of it's ten. It's just straight engine. All the way down. Minus five stars. But that's definitely one that I spent a lot of time playing. Blitzball was one I played a lot of, too. I didn't play a lick of Blitzball my first time through. Really? I could not understand the game. And now that I know you can hide behind the net, I guess I understand it a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> and even uh, even Seven had its own little mini game with the, the Chocobo Racing. Well, it had the Chocobo Racing. Mm-hmm. It had the snowboarding. It had the, the submarine. It had the submarine. It had the boxing. Oh, yeah. It had the basketball, the, the, the battle square, the battle square. Oh, I had a Final, lot. Yeah, and there's there was the the it Fort had Condor the squats, the squats. <laughs> we were talking about the squats before you got here. <laughs> you can't forget about the the Fort Condor, the tower the Fort defense. Condor do- mm-hmm. Like, there's so many mini there's games. There's a lot in that of them game. in there. That's crazy. There's a lot of game to that game. There's a lot of games. This is the Final Fantasy VII podcast. We already did that. <laughs> no, we're going over. This All is the Final episodes. Fantasy VII II podcast. Yeah, this is just, that's what this podcast has become. Wait, Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy VII II. Is that when uh, Cloud becomes a pop diva? <laughs> yes. And travels around Spira? Yes. That's exactly what it is. You get you wear the different outfits for different abilities. Oh, perfect. It's good. And then Wait. there's Final Fantasy VII III, uh, Cloud Returns. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that one. They don't talk about that one. It's because it doesn't exist. I thought it was Eris <laughs> Returns. That, don't that's, you dare. That's why it's confusing. It Because Eris, like, I, I didn't play it just because, you know, Eris was my favorite. And leaving her in the past, I feel like, is is kind of for the best. Like, Okay. You kind of ruin the, the whole arc of the second half of Final Fantasy VII. You don't, you don't get the Advent Children ending where she's standing in the doorway like, ha-ha, I'm here, and there's Zack, too. Ha-ha. Yeah. <laughs> well, she had a sort of, like, messianic <laughs> sacrifice, and was y'all, as we all know, in that archetype of storytelling, they never come back later. Never. No. no. Never. But back to minigames. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not diverge too far. Let it, I'm going to just cut it there, and we can get back to minigames. I, I agree with you, though. It it definitely does help with that like immersive experience to have. Like I, I, I also think of um even though it was annoying as shit at times in GTA four with your cousin call to be like, let's go bowling. Let's go like, bowling cousin. Let us go bowling, cousin. <laughs> All right, we go another time. <laughs> like eventually you're like, I don't want to go bowling anymore. <laughs> 
Stop calling me. I'm bold enough. <laughs> Nico, I would like to go play darts. But well, there were like dating mini games in that. Yeah. Like there was, but I the, there's certain like classes of mini game. I feel like there are some that are kind of embedded into the world that kind of give you the the sense that everyone is kind of engaging with this. And then there are some that kind of like take you out of it, where it's like this doesn't really make a whole lot of sense in the context. Like the hacking mini game from Bioshock doesn't really make a whole lot of sense in the context. Like why would you need to make this liquid go from this end to this end to like hack into a turret. Yeah. Like that doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but it's, it's fun to do. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun. It's, it's hacking liquid. <laughs> there is definitely that there is definitely a big difference. I like the ones where it's more like the GTA for like, like Red Dead Redemption embedded into the world. Yeah. yeah. Like you see people doing it around you and you're like, you know what? Like, that was one of the things I liked doing in Red Dead Redemption 2 was I would go into this town, San Denis, and you'd go into the, uh, like the saloon, and you'd see the people playing cards. So I was like, I'm going to sit down and play myself, and you jump into the yeah. game. And it's cool because you watch people get up and leave. Yeah. And then another person will come another in. Another person comes in, yeah. And it's like, I love that. Like, it makes it feel like time is, and you see the sun go down, you see it come back up. It's mm -hmm. like, how long have I been playing cards? <laughs> Why are there no clocks in here? Yeah. But uh, Red Dead had, uh, had a couple of mini games. They had, like, the finger knife games. Yes. Um, there, was, there was a lot in there. there I can't think of anything else off the top of my head. There's just the poker and the, the finger knife game, but... It's it's things that you could do within the world that that help to distract you from whatever it is you were doing. Yeah. But it also served to distract like the other like NPCs, and so it kind of fit in that way. But yeah, and two, you could go fishing. That's another thing. Like you oh, could yeah. go out fishing, which mm -hmm. I thought was pretty cool. And they actually have a specific mission where you and Dutch and Mitch actually go out on a boat together because you were kind of like the first three members of the Vanderlyn gang. Right. So you guys go out on the boat and go fishing together, and it's really cool, like, because they're talking about old times and yeah. stuff, and it just really puts you in there at that moment. I now, love that stuff. Now, I was, I was having a conversation yesterday. I forget who it was I was talking to. Uh, I think it might have been Dave. Okay. We were talking about Breath of the Wild. And uh, full disclosure, it is I'm, I'm not a big fan of Breath of the Wild. Um, we're not going to go too deep into that. How dare? No. We're not going to go too deep into that. I can't believe that. someone would dislike a video game <laughs> Ridiculous. that I enjoyed. At, like, as I was thinking about this topic for today, I was thinking like the shrines are kind of like mini games within Breath of the Wild, in a, in a sense. I can kind of see it. Like they're like because most ninety percent of the gameplay in Breath of the Wild is like exploration. You're you're poking around, you're putzing around, you're trying to find the memories, you're trying to find weapons, you're trying to solve the problems for like the people in the world. But then you can go into these huts, and there are self-contained challenges that don't really fit in with the rest of what's going on in the game, but they still feel like they're part of the game and that asks of you different things than the rest of the game actually does. So I feel like that can kind of qualify it, and I'll leave that up for up for debate. I can kind of see it. I bet, I wonder if like maybe they regretted it, it feels that way. Like if they seemed a bit more diegetic or had like more kind of like in their environment settings. Yeah. Um, yeah. Something like that. I think one of the things that sort of an impression I got from doing the dungeons was because I did basically all the dungeons before I went and did the four 
uh, beasts and did all that. So I felt like it was kind of almost like advanced tutorials of how to use this item, how to use that item. So it was kind of getting you prepared for when you went in and you right. went and fought the beast. Like you were more prepared to do it. That's sort of how I thought of them. Yeah. Was can, more of like advanced tutorial on how to use bomb, how to use magnet, whatever it might right. be. Right, and then like here, here's the next level, like bombs one hundred two, bombs two hundred one. Like yes. we're gonna we're yeah. gonna step up the difficulty. We're gonna get our we're gonna get our master's degree. <laughs> but even the like the divine beasts, like you could make an argument for them being a mini game because it's they're they're again self contained challenges that don't function like anything else in the game. Like with the the elephant, you have to make it so that the water sprays in different places to change the the outlay or the layout of the dungeon. Yes, like, and it's it doesn't ask that of you anywhere else in the game except for the, the divine beasts. Well, manipulating the like the mechanic of it in the menu and all that. Yeah, and then yeah. like manipulating the the environment so that different things like change. And it felt more like dungeons in like a traditional Zelda game. But they because it didn't. It feels like a separate instance. It feels like a separate instance, right? It feels like you're you're loading out of Breath of the Wild and you're loading into you know Zelda Dungeon. But yeah, even though visually it's contiguous with the world, you know there's kind of a kill plane around. Yeah, the yes. beast. So it's it's its own instance. Yeah, yeah. It's over it's, here in the painted. It's sort world. of self contained. Um, and I can make an argument for that, which I just did. I You're think welcome. it actually hurts <laughs> the divine beasts more than it hurts the shrines because, like, they should kind of be compartmentalized, I guess. Like, it's an individual kind of little challenge over here. Yeah. For the beasts, that was my big complaint about the game was just I thought that they they were supposed to be, like, the temples, but there just wasn't enough there. So that just feels like a mini game. Well, I, yeah. I don't want to get too much on Breath of the Wild just because it's not a Breath of the Wild podcast, but I feel like... This is a Final Fantasy VII podcast. This is a Final yeah, Fantasy exactly. VII podcast. <laughs> um, but I feel like with the, the temples, uh, they or with the Divine Beasts, they kind of cut up the temples and then turned the other rooms of the temple into the shrines. Yeah, uh, it, it kind of so seems I, like they outsourced a lot of that stuff. Yeah, like they like the dungeons are all spread all over the world, and they're not actually connected in any way, it just feels like they lopped off rooms of dungeons and stuck them in, in shrines. Well, it's weird. Like, after... Because I had a hard time with Breath of the Wild, and I've told this story to Pat because I played Breath of the Wild once, and I couldn't get through it. I was like, eh, I'm not into it, and stopped playing it. Played it a second time, same thing. It wasn't until the third time I played it that I actually, like, got really into the game and finally finished it. Yeah. But... I'm on attempt number five. It... It seems like, and I guess this is just sort of my opinion of what they did there, is it feels like the emphasis was definitely on the open world and exploration, mm -hmm. but there wasn't enough emphasis on the dungeon aspect and the actual adventure aspect in that regard in Breath of the Wild, in my yeah. opinion, because it feels like everything felt sort of simple. Yeah. It felt very, like... Very basic. Yeah, it's very basic. You have, basic. like, four or five different enemy types... Like, there's, there's not that much variety in terms of that. But I feel like with Breath of the Wild, they were going more for, like, an original Zelda feeling as opposed to sticking with that Link to the Past template. Yeah. Like you have all these regimented things you got to bring back in. Yeah, and it's it's all about exploration. You can go anywhere you want, pretty much. And the, your, your only restriction is your skill level. And so in that sense, it's much more akin to the original Legend of Zelda. Yes. Whereas pretty much every Zelda game that came after Link to the Past 
was basically just linked to the past again. Like you have your 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 basic structure of um, your your introduction to the hero's tale. You have your introduction dungeons, big world shift, end game dungeons, final boss. Sure, even the little things like you go in, there's small keys, big keys, a dungeon treasure, a map, a compass. Like these these are things that are now like religiously included in, yeah. a, in yep. an era of Zelda, which you don't have. Any of that in Breath of the Wild. Yeah, and yeah. I'm glad they kind of like threw things to the wind. And I realize we're getting away from our topics. Yeah. So I don't want to belabor this, but uh, I guess basically, like, I think there are a lot of valid complaints. I'm looking forward to the next one because, like, I would love to see this idea with more of that substance put into these yeah. these aspects, like the the shrines, more mini and games. the dungeons. Well, that was one more thing I more did. hacking mini games <laughs> yeah. where you put liquid into the turret or whatever. <laughs> well, they did say like just. One last thing about it was I saw a thing that I guess it was in like a Famitsu article or something like that, that they were talking about. There's going to be a lot of new things added to the second Breath of the Wild. Like they're really starting to get into what they wanted to do. Like they only sort of scratched the surface with the first game. Now they're really getting into it. And I hope that's a big departure. So, you know, maybe now that they've done it, they can refine it, refine that. But when you're talking about mini games, mini games, have you ever won the arm wrestling mini game in Final Fantasy VII? Like beat everybody? No, I've never done it. You never did the arm wrestling game at the Gold Saucer? I was too busy chocobo racing. <laughs> <laughs> I needed that gold chocobo so I could get Knights of the Round and not care about any fight for the rest of the game. Did you defeat the invisible fighter? Oh, in the boxing? Mm-hmm. No, no, no. <laughs> but I feel like we would be remiss in not mentioning games that are just mini games like mario party basically mario party yeah. mario wear uh smooth moves uh like all of those kind of things where it's just that mini games multi bowl multi bowl is basically turning a whole bunch of actual games into mini, into games. mini games um and you could even make an argument for things like keep talking and nobody explodes like each individual module could it's be considered sort of like a, mini a mini game, game almost yeah and, I mean, if you really wanted to break it down, video games are just a series of mini-games, one after the other. Like We have to go deeper. We're getting, yeah, we're going deep now. <laughs> yeah. Getting into the deep cuts. But the the whole point of the mini-game is for a divergence from, like, the normal gameplay. And so, in that sense, could, like, a game like WarioWare be considered full of mini-games, or are the mini-games the game? I consider it the. I think it's a bun, It's a group of mini games. In, I guess it's interesting because they they call them micro games, micro uh, games, which yeah. which you know I, I guess that contributes to like they can shotgun blast a whole bunch of them at you yeah. at once, you know. Whereas yeah. like with a game like Mario Party, it's all through the lens of the board game. Yeah, it, it definitely expects more of you in terms of grasping the mini game. Yeah, and like I, there's reasons for the mini games. There's there's things that you can accomplish during the mini games in order to further your progress in the the, the game game, as it were. Right. So yeah. that like you're expected to do them well. We're like a micro game in Mario where it's a it's more of a puzzle. Like ah, you figured this out. <laughs> yeah. You got to think on your feet. You got what maybe like 10, 15 seconds to figure anything out in those games. Yeah. What I will say that I've always appreciated about the WarioWare games and the mini games that they make is I think there's very few games that utilize the tech of whatever console or whatever it might be like the WarioWare games did. Like oh, WarioWare yeah. Smooth Moves, you had all the different like ways to hold the Wiimote. Like there was the waiter, the elephant, 
the umbrella, like you had the dumbbell. all these, the dumbbell, like there's all these different ways they made you use the Wii, the Wii's motion controls mm-hmm. that made it super unique and a lot of fun. Yeah. Same with the DS. Yes. And you know, I think like blowing out things using the microphone or, or what have you. I would even think of like a game like Rhythm Heaven as being sort of like a mini game type. Yeah, kind of. Well, it, it seems like they saw like a mini game. They're like, let's flesh this out. Yeah. Let's turn it into a full game. And, you know, I think that's great. It, 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 it that, that I, I, I don't know how I want to put it because again, like you said, it's interesting with the mini game. Is, is it a mini game if the whole game is mini games? Yeah. Um, but I really appreciate the way, like if it's done correctly, like there's some games that sort of do like the mini game type thing, like, um, they try to copy what Mario Party or what WarioWare did. Like, yeah. there's I think there's like a Shrek game, like a birth. <laughs> it's like Shrek's birthday bash or something like that. That's like a board game that has like cart racing and this and that, and it's awful. It's- I was just thinking that would be a great mashup, as if you mashed up like a cart racer and Shrek, a mini game <laughs> type game where like it's it's like a relay, like you gotta or like. You know, a decathlon or whatever. You gotta, you gotta like drive through this course and then stop and do this mini game and then start another one flying a plane over there. <laughs> well, you gotta do the toothbrushing mini game. <laughs> I don't know. Why I picked that. So like Diddy Kong Racing mixed with Mario Party. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> with I'm more in. hovercrafts. I'm in. More hovercraft. More hovercraft. I'm in. I like this idea. Let's get it on the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> so we mentioned Mario Party, and this is an odd example that uh, I remember, but did you guys play Pokemon Stadium? Yes. yes. Did you know that that had copycat Mario Party games in it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like the Lickitung Sushi game. Yeah. <laughs> um, what other ones were there? I, re- I remember that one most vividly is the Lickitung Sushi game. Well, uh, I'm looking around at some of the, the stuff Frank has here just around his house and a couple of things come to mind there's the i see all the kirby's there's the kirby superstar there's kirby superstar mini games megaton punch the the gourmet race race. it's got mini games in addition to small games in it yeah that's a great game um but then you like i see sonic here you had like the bonus stages in sonic Mm -hmm. and all of the sonics they all had different bonus stages bonus stage always changed it was like the half pipe and like the, the the orbs and then you had like the the pinball machine or whatever yes that First one, right? The first that was one the first where it one. rotates. Yes. And the second one was the half pipe. And then in Mania, then in- they have two. They have the the running around orb one, like yeah. in three, but they also have one. The chasing it's like the robot. And you chase the robot. Mm-hmm. But then they Which also had. Which I think is from 3D. I think it's from Sonic 3D. But they also it? had. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine yes, as a boss mean, fight. Which is yeah, great. Mean a minigame as, as a boss fight is. Wonderful. Brilliant. I, it was it was genius. Brilliant. And it see, so I never good. played the Mean Bean Machine, like, back when it was out, but I played a lot of it on Sonic Mania because I just, I loved having, like, doing that. But I just thought it was cool. Like, the whole game, you're like, gotta go fast, gotta go. And then all of a sudden, you're playing Tetris or some yeah, shit. Like, you're playing Puyo Puyo. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. It's nuts. Wild. Mm-hmm. That, I love it. That game was really well done. It did everything that you wanted out of a Sonic game. It really pulled out all the stops. Just when you think it, it's running out. No, it's got something else it's to got, throw at you. Yeah, it's got another thing. Play Mean Bean Machine now. <laughs> Even though Pause I, the podcast. Go play Mean Bean Machine. Go play Shovel Knight. I will say I kind of hate Sonic Mania a little bit, though. 
Yeah. Because for anybody who doesn't know this, it was a Sonic Mania stream that I was doing that me and Pat were together during this Sonic Mania stream. And that's when I said, if I got 500 followers on Twitch, I'd play Sonic 06. So I kind of hate Sonic Mania because Sonic Mania was the catalyst for this. Sorry, that's your own goal, bud. <laughs> Don't blame Sonic. Yeah, I'm blaming Sonic. You can't throw Sonic under the bus for that. I, I did. I already did it. And if you're going to do it, if you're going to throw Sonic under the bus, at least throw Sonic 06 under well, it. Well, so, that's why. It gets blamed because of how bad Sonic is. I think it's really a work of art. Sonic 06 had many games, like the ball puzzle. And like trying not to fall in like through the world. Yeah. yeah that, <laughs> that mini game, complete. make the game function correctly. <laughs> that was the entire game. This mini game was hopefully the game will work correctly. <laughs> My God. What a bad game. Oh, but uh, Kirby's always been one that adds different ones. Like uh, Star Allies, the one that came out for the Switch, had. There's like a tree cutting game. Like you're supposed to build a house, but you got to chop a tree down. But there's like stuff on the tree and you got to dodge going left and right and chop it down. And the faster you go, the better it is. Then mm-hmm. there's one. It's like a galaxy home star or home, <laughs> home run <Okay>. contest. <laughs> oh, why? <laughs> it was a galaxy home star run. Are you guys talking about Nintendo tapes? <laughs> <laughs> they added that one. And then there was, um, they actually went as far as to make old mini games into full games. Like, there's that new game, Super, I think it's called Kirby Super Clash or Superstar Clash. It's four players can get together, and you. it's basically just like a boss rush. You fight different bosses and okay. complete them, but now they made that a full game on the Switch for free that you could download and play with friends, which it's like, it's a pretty cool idea. It's pretty cool. And, that, and see that—that's the kind of thing I find interesting. Is when mini games are like kind of fleshed out into like full games. Like they're making a Gwent like card game. Yeah, I think it's already fully made. I think Gwent um, is out. If I'm not mistaken, this is. I'm gonna check. I'm gonna check. But it's, it's interesting when that crosses over into the real world with things like that. Let's just start printing out Gwent cards. Yeah, just start printing Gwent cards. It's just it's called it Thronebreaker. Throne Breaker, even though it already had a name. <laughs> the game is called Throne Breaker, but apparently this is like the Gwent card game, is it? Or is this just... No, I think they're actually making is. a physical version. Oh, uh, yeah. I think they're making a physical version as well, but they did make a like a card game, sort of like the Magic the Gathering Arena. Yeah. And... um. Hearthstone. Hearthstone, yeah. Hearthstone. Hearthstone which is just Magic the Gathering for dummies. Mm-hmm. With big animations. And yeah. Well, whatnot. didn't they sort of do that with uh, Arena? Isn't it sort of... It's sort of Magic the Gathering very, for dummies. Uh, well, no, I mean like very animated. It is very like animated, a, yeah. And like what the about the, the card style. game? It's basically Magic the Gathering for dummies. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love Magic the Gathering, so I don't... I don't even want to get. I but see, there were <laughs> since, since we're talking about mini games, and we brought up Magic: The Gathering back in the early days of Magic, there were mini games like within the game. Like there was a, a card that you could play where you cut your deck in half, play another game of Magic, 
and then whoever like lost lost half of their health in the regular game, and then you wow. go back and play the normal game. Like shit we was have crazy. To go deeper. Yeah, it was nuts. Inception. And then they had like the joke cards that had like. Oh, so I was just thinking that like cheaty face. It was cheaty face. A monster that you could for free put onto the field. If, if no you, one caught you doing it. If you snuck it on and nobody called you out. <laughs> and what happened? Like You just get a free monster. Oh, okay. So you, like, you, you play a card and you kind of hide it under the card and then you're like, look what I got. You didn't call me on it. <laughs> and his name is Cheaty Face. His name is Cheaty Face. But there are cards where like you have to have a staring contest with your opponent and whoever wins gets to draw a card. There were like an arm wrestling card, <laughs> things like that. It was crazy. Those are great. That's wild. That was I, uh, Unhinged, I believe, was the name of that, that set. I've only attempted, well, I shouldn't even say attempted. I was going to say I only attempted to learn to play Magic once, but I guess I really didn't. It's, it a, was, it's a difficult game. Well, here's learn. the problem. like To paint the picture, I'm at MAGFest. Oh, God. Um, I'm hanging out with these dudes where we decided to play our stupid made-up game, which was called Rum Down, where we had a one-liter bottle of rum, and it was just pass it back and forth and drink as much as you could. So it's not really a game. Not it's a just game. a it's bunch just, of people chugging. That's just there, alcoholism. There some really uh, questionable games invented at Magfest. Yeah. <laughs> but then, after that was done, they were playing Magic, and they're like, yeah, we'll teach you. And I'm like, I'm not getting anything from this. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not getting a damn thing from this right now. It is not an easy game to learn. Like, once they're you learn to it. They're trying to teach me what it, I think it was like called Commando. Oh, or Commander. Commander. Like, yeah. they're trying to teach me that way of playing it and I'm like I don't even know what's going on imagine if that was the first way you played it <laughs> no that's what they were playing but like even like in the old days of magic there were there were mini games like there was one where you like you took a card and you threw it up into the air and whatever it landed on gets destroyed oh <laughs> wow it's called the it's called chaos orb 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 or it's more of a chaos card, really. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's like a rectangle. It's cardboard. But yeah. you throw it into the air, and whatever it touches gets destroyed. It was, like, the stupidest thing, but I loved it. Because it was a diversion from the actual game. Like, yeah, it's crazy to think that there's even, like, you can think of board games and stuff that have mini games in them. Like, yeah. That's how far back it goes. Mm -hmm. Um, Very small. Games. Very, very, very small games, yes. <laughs> Miniature games. <laughs> Interesting point, were. Pat. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you said it, you. The, I don't know. There's certain games where, have you ever felt like a mini game in a game was a detractor from the actual like game itself? Like a game that you played where the game's okay, but the mini game's better. <laughs> Oh, uh, okay. Have you I ever think a lot of people feel that way about Triple Triad. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. They did make a Triple Triad app mm -hmm. that you could play on I your think phone. more people like Triple Triad than like Final Fantasy VIII. They're wrong, but... That's... Yeah, they're wrong. I agree. <laughs> they're that's, bad that's people. That's a good question, though. Is there a minigame that's better than the game it's built into? Or, or at least one that you felt like detracted from the game because... You were more focused on doing that than playing the game itself. Like, I mean, that was me with the the, the card games in, in Red Dead and Fallout New Vegas. Okay. But that's because in real life, if I were to ever start gambling, I'd have a serious problem. You can't <laughs> just pump your luck stat up to 10 and yeah. then win all the money. Yeah, exactly. Unfortunate. And so that's kind of like a... 
like a like a satisfaction of that with that in like a safe environment. So, but that's that's me and my personal problems. Well, now, but as far as like the quality of the the game for the rest of us, gambling is totally fine and not at all dangerous. <laughs> now that he's brought come up, by our loot boxes. Now that he's brought up the luck stat, you were talking about magic earlier. I just imagine somebody going to like a casino and they lose in blackjack, but they're like, uh. Cheaty face. Cheaty face. <laughs> <laughs> you forgot about my trap card. I got cheaty face. I obviously win. Just playing blackjack, pull out Exodia. <laughs> <laughs> the forbidden one. <laughs> I know nothing about Yu-Gi-Oh. I, I know Exodia is like the big bad. I know but. I know Blue Eyes, White Dragon, or whatever it's called. Exodia was strong enough to beat that, but oh, nobody shit. had ever used it until it came up in the first episode. <laughs> yeah. Really, uh, nobody ever used it until they used it right away. <laughs> this is this is a reasonable arc for the series. Like you go to maximum, like uh, right at the start, <laughs> and then it can only get better from there. Obviously, and somehow people get severely injured by playing card games. Yeah, but there were there's been uh, there's been many games goes back as far as like the early 90s, like the, the Street Fighter 2, uh, like, car destruction minigame. Yeah. yeah, Like, that whole thing. Oh, my car. Oh, my car. <laughs> <laughs> there's that. There's the, um... Well, you got the, uh... Didn't Mortal Kombat have a minigame? Yeah, you had to, like, break the ice blocks. Yeah, or that's right. Wood or whatever it was. Um... There was sometimes the mini it felt games like and even Mario Three. Sometimes it felt like the moves in Mortal Kombat felt like mini games in and of themselves. Sort of, you know. like to a fatality. Yeah, the f- moves to me kind of felt like a what's the word? Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> but I what? really want. I loved the idea of Mortal Kombat. The aesthetic was really appealing to me as a kid, and I. Could not and still cannot do that kind of gaming. Oh, like, fighters are so yeah, tough. Like, it's so quarter turn. Intricate. This, this, this. I, I can't do if it. If I pull off the move once in a match, I feel like a god. And then there's people who just do this easily. Yep. And basically, they're all fake gamers. Like, that's not real. A friend of mine, Dwayne. <laughs> like, I, I felt like the best dude ever because we're playing Mortal Kombat and I'm winning game after game with a, with a group of friends. And our buddy Dwayne came over and he plays fighters all the time and he fucking destroyed me. <laughs> like I didn't touch him. He, he flawless victory me over and over and over again. I'm like, why am I still playing this? Well, that was uh, with my, uh, when I, when I used to play Mortal Kombat with like my brothers and they would get really frustrated because I learned how to do the freeze move. And they didn't know how to stop it. (laughs) So I would like freeze, uppercut, freeze, freeze, uppercut uppercut, (laughs) until I won. That's the way to go. The, um, I will say it's not as bad now, but one of the detractors that I had in a mini game was Blitzball. I played the shit out of Blitzball (laughs) when I first played Final Fantasy X. I don't know why I was so interested in Blitzball, but I was. It's not even that complex of a game. <laughs> Yo, just saying, when it shows it in that opening uh, introduction, the opening introduction, as opposed to the closing introduction. Yes. No, when it shows it in the opening and like Romstein's like, bra, 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 <laughs> it's like, damn, dude, I'm in for a great time. And then it's like you're picking a shot out of a menu and it's playing itself. And like, You're playing, you are playing 
water polo, except it's completely underwater and instead it's, of only <laughs> sort of in water. And it plays itself to start. And why are they swimming around in like a flat area when it's a big orb? Yeah, <laughs> like what's the point of the, the, the sphere of water if you can only go on one plane? Damn it, Nintendo, get it together. <laughs> it doesn't make much sense, but I did enjoy it. Good times. Yeah, to have Keeper as your goal as your goalie mm-hmm. because his name's Keeper. I mean, what, I mean what, what are you supposed to do with him? Yeah, <laughs> is he supposed to be Play a shooter? Forward? <laughs> no way. That's no why way. you put. That's why you put Shooter McGavin as your shooter. Yes. All right, Keeper, you're on shower duty. <laughs> Keeper, those showers clean. But um, going back to, I just I actually this just came to me. Uh, Knights of the Old Republic had another mini game. The, it was like a like the pod oh, racing, the swoop racing, the swoop racing, yeah, swoop racing, which isn't pod racing. It's it's new thing, uh, original character. Do not steal. <laughs> but then they turned it into like it's a full game once like episode one came out, and it was like a full pod racing game. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was like, so swoop racing was pod racing before pod racing. Basically, yeah. Well, swoop racing came after, right? Because it was on the Xbox. I. I'm not sure yeah, about the timeline. Old that. Republic was actually was that after Episode One? Let's check. Yeah, because that was N64. The the Pod Racer. Yes, Pod Racer was for the N64. Ah. So basically, so. they downgraded. Yeah, like you couldn't even use two N64 controllers on your PlayStation when you played it. Like, get it together, Nintendo! Come on, Nintendo! Hmm. But um, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I look up Kotor, but there's a town called Kotor. Where is it? a vacation here. Where is it's it? It's a fortified town on the Montenegro Adriatic coast. Nice. <laughs> That's my favorite place to swoop race. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like Beggar's Canyon back home. That's 2003 was uh, Nice City Old Republic. Oh, okay. So it was a downgrade. Yes. Major. So they took downgrade. a full game and turned it into a mini game. Well, I see. they actually... <gasps> Excuse me. Wow. Boom arm. They turned headphone users. They turned a town into a video game first. That was a (laughs) ripoff of another video game. Lord of the Rings? Neverwinter Nights. Which was just a ripoff of Lord of the Rings. Yeah, Yeah. it's Lord of the Rings. Like Kotor was just Neverwinter Nights with a Star Wars skin on it. Yes. It's true. Big ripoff. Minus five points to Gryffindorf. <laughs> I consider the rolling of die in, in Dungeons & Dragons a minigame. Yes. That's fine. I consider it a minigame. It's something that has, like, you got the whole experience, which is sort of the, I guess, the LARPing experience. Yeah. And then there's the roll this die to see if you did something. <laughs> like, it's that one thing that kind of takes you out of it for yeah. a second. It's like, roll the die. It's like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. okay, so I've played, like, tabletop. But uh, do either of you have experience with, like, LARPing, legit like, yes. LARPing? So do you roll dice when you go and play in that way? or It depends on the game. Now, when I did LARPing, I did uh, Vampire the Masquerade. And that is, it's basically just rock, paper, scissors. Okay. And then sense. ties are determined by whoever has, like, the higher stat that's being challenged. Okay. But that, that's basically what it was. Yeah. It was just rock, paper, scissors. So, like, the idea, you got the costumes, you're going... You're real into it. This is an acting thing. This isn't a game. And then everybody stops and pulls out their little surface to roll some dice. <laughs> well, there's then a, there is like, uh, there's combat LARPs where like there's no dice rolling. There's nothing like that where you're actually like hitting each other with like foam weapons. 
Yeah, like someone whoever catches gets you knocked out first loses the the dice roll. Basic. Well, it, well, no, it's not it's even more that. about it's like just, where you hit. Yeah, so if you hit him in the arm, you lose that arm, and you got to put it behind your back, and like there's no dice rolling. It's it's actual like not actual combat. But yeah, it's not <laughs> actual <laughs> combat. But it's so combat. you win based on a scoring system, but do you automatically win if you knock your opponent out? Yes, I would assume. Uh, so. I assume they can't like. <laughs> protest the call. Well, see, that's why whenever yeah. I did, like, the, the foam weapons, I would fill them with concrete. A good idea. <laughs> that's, a, that, that's a good hack. That's a good hack. Hashtag life hacks. Everybody remember that for the future. If you <laughs> ever more bring concrete. Uh, but this is not, like, legal advice. This is a thought experiment. Go yeah. to your local Home Depot, <laughs> pick up some quick concrete. Put it in the foam, in your Nerf foam sword. And then, do not actually do that. This no. is a, a satire. <laughs> well, that reminds me, that you guys, I, I've, I've talked about 30 Rock, like, not on the podcast, but I, I love 30 Rock as a, as a show. And there's a bit in it where, like, they have, like, this game show called Gold Case. Okay. And it's kind of like Deal or No Deal where they have to pick the case that's filled with, like, uh, like $1,000 worth of gold. And every single time, it's like this one model who's just struggling to hold up the case. <laughs> and they're like, uh, that, that one? one. <laughs> it's that like, one right there. And, the, and like, it's just, <clears throat> and then they get picked and it drops. And like, no one else is struggling. It's like empty cases. And the one is just like, eh, eh, uh, that one. And so that's what I imagine having a, a foam sword filled with concrete yeah, would like be like. <laughs> You're the only person down like this. Yeah, like, like it. dragging it along the ground. Yeah. Man, he really gets into it. That's supposed <laughs> to be a great sword. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, it'll be great when it whaps you in the head. <laughs> if I can get it up that high. Is there something wrong with your weapon, sir? The only thing that's going to be great here is your medical bill. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you've saved and, a lot of gold points. And my legal fees. <laughs> Well, yeah, like sneaking concrete into LARP could be considered a mini game. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> it, yeah, there's a lot of factors to it, like Very how quickly it dries, how likely that's they are to notice the before. Concrete from the Home Depot. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the the big brain play. But yeah. you can't touch it with your skin because you can get chemical burns from it. So you got to be really, really careful. True. Mm -hmm. Avoiding chemical burns is another mini game when you're putting concrete in your foam sword. Yeah. There's a stealth mini game leading up to when they get hit by the concrete. <laughs> There's very specific things you don't want to do with concrete. Your hands end up like that. Yeah. <laughs> so wow, look at all um, those fingers. We There's we six of them. <laughs> we have never gone seen so them far thing, off. though. I don't even know where the rails are anymore. <laughs> <laughs> They're gone. They're gone. Know. Or is this the part where we like wrap it up? Should we like have a final discussion? Yeah, prompt? Well, well, we could do like that thing that we were trying to do on the last episode of what are you playing right now? Oh, okay. We had that. That we was did. like a segment that we were going to do. All right. Here's I, our new. This is a mini game in here. Yeah, we got mini, yeah mini a game. podcast mini game. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in. We've speed run podcast. We've mini game podcast. Don't even ask us what we'll have next week. Final Fantasy Seven. <laughs> we got Final Fantasy Seven podcast. But what are you playing right now, Pat? Uh, I'm playing the Untitled Goose Game, and let me tell you, that gets me going. What did it? And I showed Pat earlier that in Japan, the Untitled Goose Game is named Mischievous Goose is coming. <laughs> That is such a better name. <laughs> it's right? so good. Mysterious Goose is coming. I, I feel like they they took like the game from Japan, and the guy was like, 
I don't fucking know how to read Japanese. And just named it Untitled Goose Game. <laughs> like, I remember seeing the, the trailer for it before it came out. And it said Untitled Goose Game. So I'm like, all right, well, I guess they didn't yeah, it's name still it in, yet. it's still in development. And like. then it comes out and it's just called Untitled Goose <laughs> Game. Well, apparently they went to Twitter and they were like, what should we call our Goose Game? And, well... People it's said Untitled Goose Game. I'm surprised they didn't go with Goosey McGooseface. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm bonkers for honkers. <laughs> so you're playing Untitled Goose Game. I've, I've finished a playthrough, and I gotta say, it's 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 a little expensive for a short game, but uh, I feel like this would be a good speed run game. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. It's like a stealth puzzle game, right? It really speaks to me, though. It's a stealth puzzle game in which you you are the quintessential asshole goose. <laughs> And you just you just got caused some problems. I'm in raking the yeah. lake, raking the lake, raking the lake. I only know that because of the donkey video. It's oh, there's so many. You got you got get your goose on TV. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta say this is a goose game where you can pick up a walkie-talkie, leave it under a table, go somewhere else, and honk into the other walkie-talkie <laughs> to, to just ruin people's day. <laughs> I gotta I gotta try it. I love it. I love it. What about you, Alex? What are you playing? Uh, there's a couple games I'm playing right now. I'm going to go with the full nerd answer, and I'm getting into WoW Classic. Okay. I'm playing some World of Warcraft Classic. But uh, as for actual real games... Uh, <laughs> as opposed to mini games. <laughs> as a, uh, I actually just beat Blasphemous, which was okay. a lot of fun. I still have to play it. It is not difficult. <laughs> really? Yes. Okay. I had maybe two or three spots where I had trouble... But I don't know if that's the game not being difficult or me having having experience. Play, having experience with that type of game because like I've played you know obviously I've played Dark Souls it's one of my favorite games of all time I've played Salt and Sanctuary you know I, I've played games that are very very similar in style to this and I just didn't I don't know if it's like my experience or just the game was was easier than those other ones but regardless I enjoyed it it was a, it was a lot of fun very nice. So what about you, Frank? What are you playing right now? Me? I said it on the last episode that I was hoping I would get to it between episodes, and I did, and that was Bloodstained, Ritual of the Night. Uh, big shocker, that. big shocker. Yeah. And my God, did I enjoy that game. Like, it was everything that I hoped it would be. The only... Well, you speed ran Curse of the Moon, didn't you? Yes, I did. Yeah. Many, many times. I actually intend on getting back into that at some point. Maybe. Go. I hope. But, um... I will say, like, I think my biggest criticism that I'm, I I can give is that oh, it almost felt too short. It almost yeah. felt too short. Like, it was very concise, and I, I, I like that, but I feel like it could have been a little bit longer. But everything, like, the areas are really, every area is very different, visually appealing, new, interesting enemies in different areas. Some of them they kind of rehash but do differently. Like, there will be an enemy that... Hey, this enemy, at first you're like, this enemy was green in that area, now it's red. But then it starts shooting fire, and you're like, oh shit, I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> you tricked overall, me with your palette swap. <laughs> overall, really enjoyed it. Um, next game on my list, I don't know yet. There's yeah. a couple of games I want to play in Title Goose Game. I want to play Blasphemous. Yeah. So I've got like a little list of games, and today I just got... Dragon Quest XI, the definitive edition, because that was coming out on Switch, so that's another game I want to get to. Oh, and speaking of Switch, I also, uh, I'm in the middle of Link's Awakening remake, uh -huh. which, like, that is... I got my Link's Awakening shirt on. I love on. it. 
And it's, it's Zelda I, on his happy fish. I'm going Link's to... Awakening is my favorite Zelda game of all time. It, that was my childhood game. I know it's not the best. I know it's not like the the most definitive. It's not you know up for many awards as far as Zelda games go. But it's it's my personal favorite. It was my childhood game. I still remember it inside and out. And I, I, this remake is I don't want to say it's perfect as far as remakes go, but it is really accurate and it's updated with a with a new graphic system. And I'm really enjoying it. That plus the fact that the sword and the shield are bound to separate buttons aside from the item buttons, so that you can use a sword, a shield, and, and two item. items. Okay, it's glorious so you don't have to swap out like go into your menu to pull out your sword that's stupid get out of my face well i will say i'm that's another game i got to get into but i've never played it this is gonna be my first time playing it so i'm gonna get a real feel for it well the one thing the one thing i'll I'll say uh, like this compared to other zelda games is that the trading game is tied in with the main quest Okay. You do need to do the trading game in order to finish the game. Okay. Um, the All other the game through. I got into again, which is kind of weird because we talked about it not that long ago, and I guess it sounded sort of derogatory when I was talking about it last time, but I got back into Minecraft. I was playing that again. <laughs> I mean, my wife's and been like, playing Minecraft. Just straight vanilla Minecraft. I, I'm playing a modded version, too, called RL Craft. It's called Real Life Craft, so they changed a bunch of rules of the game. I see. Like, um... You can't punch down a tree anymore. I was just about to say, can you not punch trees? You can't punch. Well, you, well, you punch, can punch trees, the- but it's not going to do any good for you. You'll like, just hurt your hand. Um, like you have to, to, to give an idea of how this game starts, you have to break leaves, like the leaf blocks on the tree to get like a stick. Then you have to go find gravel, break the gravel to get flint, break the flint into pieces to make a flint knife. You'll take the flint knife cut down uh, grass so that you can get plant fibers, turn the plant fibers in the string, then take the flint and make a hatchet, then cut down the tree. That's just to get wood. That's just seem like, that just seems like punching down a tree with extra steps. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, have it's, you ever considered maybe you just want to go to in a career, into a career in like logging? I thought about it. I've thought about it. The, uh, but it adds like, um, like there's a thirst bar now, so you, you have drink. to you have to drink. Yeah. Um. There's also temperature, so you could get like hypothermia, hyperthermia. Like you gotta pay attention to your temperature where yeah. you're going and stuff like that. It's really interesting. But then, the part that makes me laugh about it is they call it real life craft, and in that sense, you're like, all right, I get it. Like I get you're trying to make it more realistic. Like. You can't put wood in your crafting inventory and get planks. You actually have to put it down and chop it so that it turns into planks. And I'm like, all right, I get the real life aspect. Why is that dragon over there? There's like dragons and griffins and shit in the game. And you're like, that is not. Just like the real world. It's just, just like the real world. It's just a really difficult version of Minecraft is essentially what it's supposed right. to be. Like a super difficult version. And it's it's hard mode. With it. I mean, that's, that sounds like real life, though. I mean, last week I was on my way to work, and then uh, I got stopped in a mini game where I had to play cards with a dragon. Oh, shit. <laughs> Did you win? No. Damn. So I was late for work. And then he Son was killed by the dragon. <laughs> Minus five points to Gryffindor. <laughs> he had to respawn, and it took a while. That's why... It's because he didn't reset his respawn point and was yeah. all the way back at home. 
Well, that's a uh, that's another thing in in that version of uh, Minecraft. Like typically, there's a set spawn point for when you die. Yeah. If you don't have, even if you don't have a bed, you'll respawn in that same area. Right. And then, oh, I've seen that. As opposed to in this mod, when you die in the game, you die for real. You die for real. Yeah. No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> if you die in the mod, though, I think it's it deletes your game. Um, like it's a ten thousand block radius. You'll just spawn somewhere completely different. And now you have to start all over again with nothing, and you're like, fuck. That doesn't sound interesting at all. It's 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 painful. <laughs> yeah, I'm not interested in all that. It's painful. It sounds unfortunate. Yeah, but I'm not interested. I've been in I've actually been kind of enjoying it. Hey, I mean I like the challenge. Hey, it takes all types. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But why don't you guys let us know what you're playing over on our bad RNG Twitter account. Oh, yeah. Or you could, you know, get to one of us on Twitter. I'm at the Salonium. I'm at some chef dude. The bomb ass pizza. You can find us there. Come hit us up. You can also join our Discord and hit us up on Twitter and we'll send you a link to the Discord. Yes. Um, or we'll just randomly spam the link on Twitter just because. We'll just start messaging people and hope that you're listening. Yeah. And send the Discord mm-hmm. link. We'll dial random phone numbers until we find you. <laughs> we don't right. even care. Until we find you in particular. Remember to leave a positive review on iTunes or Spotify or Google Podcasts. You could also check it out on my website, thesalonium.net, if you don't want to sign up for anything. Yeah. Check don't it out forget there. to like that smash button. Yeah, like the smash button. And uh, subscribe to the comments. Yes. Well, thank uh, you for check every- out our scrimbler. Yes, the scrimbler and the grimbler. And the scrumble on grimbler. The grimble and, scrumble. And squimbase. Remember all these things. There will be a quiz. There will be a quiz. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, everybody, for listening. And I will catch you on the next one. Now, whatever time it happens to be, wherever it is you happen to be, I hope you have a good one. You're the man now, dog.